Hey there, listener, and welcome to Popner Lounge. I'm your host, Steph Pham. On today's episode, my guest is a fashion designer from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. She recently submitted a piece into the LA Fashion Film Festival. We talk about the fashion scene in Oklahoma, how to find your personal style, and her attempt to get the fashion industry away from conventional and unoriginal trends. Please welcome my guest, Kristen Hoffman. Welcome to Popner and Lounge listeners. My guest today is Kristen Hoffman. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I want to know who is your style inspiration? Mm, um, as far as designers, I'm a really big fan of, uh, you know, Alexander McQueen and Chanel and then Isaac Mizrahi, like all rolled into one little fun designer. <laughs> like a Pinterest board of like, just like this collage of designers. I get it. I see it. Yeah. I see it. <laughs> so did you always know you wanted to go into fashion or did you have other aspirations growing up? Um, you know, when I was in like the sixth grade, I wanted to be an archaeologist really, really bad. <laughs> And then somewhere around 12 or 13, that kind of changed. Um, so was it just like looking at magazines growing up or was it like watching fashion shows? What inspired you to really gravitate towards fashion? I think it was honestly, um, I wanted to get into modeling really bad. And then also just shopping. My parents were not super strict about what we were allowed to purchase, but... We weren't allowed to, you know, have our true, like, sense of style since they were buying our clothes. So the rule was, well, when you buy your own clothes, then you can buy what you want. And so (laughs) for me, that was like, oh, my gosh, well, what would I buy if I had the freedom to do so? And it really got me started with, you know, looking into clothing more and what style I really liked. And it kind of went from there. Since the both of us are from Oklahoma, I can understand, like, opportunities in the creative industry are a little, like, far and few between in Oklahoma. So I want to <laughs> uh, get an understanding of what the fashion scene in Oklahoma is like. Uh, for me personally, I think it's very, very young still. It has a lot of growing and development to do. Um, obviously, you know, we've had Oklahoma City Fashion Week and everything like that here for several years now, but... Um, for me, I think that no one has truly put on a production at the caliber that it needs to be at in order for us to have any sort of industry to be taken seriously yet. And so I think that, you know, it's just time for people to start taking the industry seriously enough to produce these fashion shows and these fashion events because we have we do have designers here we have amazing designers that are very shoppable and they're very consumer friendly but 
uh, they're all moving to the east or west coast because they feel like there's not an industry here and so it's really just going to take someone sitting and going okay well let's start an industry instead of moving away and building off that answer why is it important to highlight and keep fashion in oklahoma I think that every I think every state needs their own fashion industry, their little fashion hub. It's really important. Uh, it really benefits our state. I mean, everyone wears clothes, just like everyone eats food. So, and Oklahoma actually used to historically be a big contributor to um, American fashion industries and their manufacturing companies. We had really large cotton fields here that produce a lot of cotton for apparel and we had a lot of manufacturing companies and apparel manufacturing companies as well. Um, you speaking of that, I want to know something because something that I heard really stuck out with me is that you like to use locally sourced materials and fabrics uh, for your clothing line. So um, expand a little bit about that and how can we keep that going so that way we can keep business here in our state? You know, and it's getting really difficult to do that because unfortunately, a lot of our local fabric stores are shutting down because they're not getting enough clientele. But uh, I do shop locally when I can. Uh, definitely if they have what I'm looking for, that's where I go. Uh, somewhere that I shop often now is Thompson's Creations. And he kind of saved my butt on a project that I was doing. <laughs> Because I looked everywhere for this type of material, and he just happened to have the exact amount that I needed left in his shop for the project that I was working on. So I will always, always, you know, go there and see what he has before I scout anywhere else. That's wonderful. And um, I had a question. So... Fashion, I feel like, is an expression of one's personality, and yet when, um, whenever you look at the fashion landscape, a lot of it is like trying to follow trends or to basically like mimic or emulate someone's style. So how do we add a sense of personality and humanity to a rather superficial and imagistic industry? I think that, you know, you have to find your own personal style in the fashion products that you're provided with. Uh, you know, three girls can buy the same three items, but they put them together completely differently. And I think that's what style is, is getting your own uniqueness and your own point of view across and seeing a skirt and realizing that you see it differently than someone else might and not following trends. Uh, trends to me are you know, the downfall of the fashion industry. And I think that trends are the reason that we have fast fashion today and the reason that we don't have sustainable fashion here in the industry and why everything is kind of slowly progressing back to natural fibers and sustainable fashion. But if we didn't have people trying to follow trends so often, then we wouldn't have to worry about the consumer wanting to purchase more and more items at a faster rate and kind of creating this higher demand from fashion designers to create more lines throughout the year. One thing about building style is that there so many variety of uh, body shapes and sizes and it's 2019 but size inclusivity is uh, so few still. So how do we change that um, going forward? I think that we definitely need to look at that. Um, I actually just did 
a shoot this weekend, and it was my first time working with um, not necessarily plus size models, but they were, you know, they weren't the size uh, sample size models that you usually work with. And for me, I was really excited to have that opportunity because. I want people to know that I can cater to all sizes, not just the models that you see in my photographs currently on my pages, but I think that it's difficult right now for anyone of any size to find clothing that fits them properly. It's not just, you know, plus size or anything like that it's it's very difficult for anyone to go to a retail store and find something that fits them without taking it to get altered and that's a big issue so my solution personally is to get locally like custom-made items which is obviously what my brand does we do custom pieces for all shapes and sizes we make to your body and your measurements and your specifications of what you're wanting. And I think that's the only way that you're going to truly get something that fits you perfectly without spending money to purchase an item and then go back and spend more money to have it altered again when you could just pay the same amount that you were already going to previously pay and have something custom that you're not going to find everywhere else. I relate to that a whole lot because I'm petite. I'm only like four foot ten. And so finding clothes to fit me is extremely difficult because I have like a longer torso than my legs. So like pants are always altered. So I appreciate that like so much because it is so hard to go shopping and then especially like online too. Like because online is such a great space to market to clothing, but at the same time when you never know how it's gonna turn out whenever it shows up to your doorstep. So yeah, I appreciate that so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean I yeah, I personally have issues finding stuff that fits me as well. So I totally understand where clients are coming from when they're like, I can't find anything that fits me. And I'm like, I promise it is not you. Like I worked in retail for about 10 years and it made me so sad when women would come in so discouraged because items weren't fitting them properly. And you know, the, the basic consumer doesn't understand that when you go to a, a retail store, they're mass producing these products and it's just a numbers game on if it's going to fit someone or not. And they don't care if it's going to fit you or not because they know you'll buy it anyway and have it altered. So to hear someone get discouraged and think that it's their body is just so, you know, it's sad that the industries come to that. Something that should build someone up is clothing and make them feel good about themselves. And instead, right now, with the way that manufacturing is going, we're currently making these women and men feel like something is wrong with their bodies. And that's why they aren't able to shop. That's a really good point to bring up because I know that the fashion industry has a lot of influence on not just the young demographic, but anybody who, um, you know, shops or looks at clothing because they're like, like you mentioned, they'll get something that might be a completely different size on another brand and they think, oh, have I gained weight? What's wrong with my body? Is something changing or whatever? And it makes them lose self-confidence, like you said, when it's supposed to bring it up. So yeah, that's a really excellent point to bring up. 
Yeah, and it's just crazy. And it's, you know, consumers don't have that that back knowledge on the ins and outs of the industry. And so it's something that, you know, we we try to teach people on and kind of let them know, like, no, it's not you. Because a size 12 now is, you know, a size 6 is a size 12 now. And, you know, it's not, it's not... It's not the women or the men changing sizes necessarily. Like, yes, as Americans, we are larger than we were, you know, 50 years ago. But um, a size 6 now is what a size 12 was, you know, maybe 30, 40 years ago. And so it's just a number on a tag, really. So you spoke on this earlier, but um, how can we try to get the industry away from moving conventional and unoriginal trends and maybe like expanding more on options that people can get that are accessible or that express their personality rather than like some big brand that's trying to put a style on them? I would say just don't support it. <laughs> it's just, a, it's, it's. It's not necessarily a silly notion, but it's not an idealistic one um, in the grand scheme of things. You know, people aren't going to stop shopping at these, you know, well-known brands just because they're not providing what they want because it's easy to go in there. You're familiar with it and you can just buy a $7 t-shirt and be done with it. But I think that if we if we spread knowledge to consumers on what is going on behind the scenes, then perhaps they would be a little bit more hesitant to support the brands that make them feel bad. Because when you're shopping as much as consumers shop right now and nothing's fitting you and it's falling apart after just a few weeks or a few months, it gets it gets to you emotionally. It does. It does. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with social media and now like Instagram being so photo driven, it like, it inspires people to develop their style with that or Pinterest. And so, um, how can we use that as a tool to inspire us positively rather than compare ourselves to what we see on social media? Well, I like to follow, uh, people that make minimalism kind of their theme of their wardrobe because it's a good way to show the versatility of an item that you purchase and I think that's really really important is getting your your base pieces for your wardrobe and realizing the potential that those pieces may have even if they're not flashy or you know something that you normally wouldn't consider an extravagant piece that you can do anything with but the simplicity of it is what's beautiful about it because you can do what a million things with it. So something that I want to hear more about is that um, you sum- you're submitting a film to the LA Film Fashion uh, the LA Fashion Film Festival. Could you um, share with us your experience about that? Yeah, I mean it's been a crazy one uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, we I found out about the festival. Um, probably about a month ago now Um, (laughs) and so within that month time frame I 
put together a film crew and a concept and came up with a script and we kind of decided what shooting dates we wanted and I made a post on Facebook looking for extras and models and you know anyone who wanted to be a part of it and we just kind of took off from there within less than 24 hours we had over 30 extras for the film which was amazing uh, to have that much support from all local people and everyone involved in the film whether it's music or the locations we shot at or you know just the people sitting in the coffee shop they're all from Oklahoma and so we really made it a point to represent our state and what potential we have um, creatively and in the fashion industry as well uh, for this film festival and so we're really really excited to show it to people and I'm excited to see what comes forward with it because I feel like there needs to be more representation of the fashion industry in Oklahoma. I was very unaware of how it looked or how big it was and how many people were involved. And just the fact that we need to educate people that there is a fashion space in Oklahoma is very necessary. I agree. (laughs) So how can the fashion industry empower the creative community and even in society in general? Well, I think it's definitely, it would definitely open more business opportunities for people. Um, Me personally, I don't want like a mass produced brand. I want to keep my items custom to my clients. And so for me, I would open a store here eventually and, you know, cater to my clients here in Oklahoma. And then the only way that I would see myself expanding out of state is. I mean, I don't honestly think I would. I think I would stay here in Oklahoma and just, you know, if people want to, if people want my brand enough, they can order through my website or they can order over the phone. Um, It's not a problem. And we just still continue on with doing custom pieces for people, but just in general I think that you know fashion's an art it's an art form there's so much emotion that goes into it if you look at designers that are making collections we're putting true thought and emotion into what we're what we're creating Um, for me personally I like stories and I like putting my personal experiences into a collection and you know, even though some people see them as just clothing, for me, it's it's um, a piece of my life. And so I think that catering to another art form is only going to benefit us. And it also opens opportunities for artists out of different art forms to collaborate with fashion designers. and have their art shown at the fashion show and have like all these amazing people come together and really shine as a community. I agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, for a last thing before we wrap up, if somebody had no experience and wanted to develop their own style, like if they're like, oh, I just wear a t-shirt and jeans every day, what would be like a launch point to help them kind of create their own personal style? Pinterest is always a good idea. Uh, 
Um, I would say just get some more basics, you know. You can't go wrong with jeans and a t-shirt, but just making sure that the things that you purchase are versatile and also fit you well. Um, those are the two key points in any wardrobe, especially if you're starting out on building one, is, you, you know, your clothing needs to fit you well or it's just going to look like you're wearing a big trash bag or a potato sack and no one wants that. Um, but just getting a basic black skirt and getting jeans and getting a few different colored t-shirts and, you know, getting, I don't know, one nice button-up like that right there open so many doors for your wardrobe already and then just building from that and adding your own little you know sprinkles of pizzazz and making it your own excellent advice <laughs> so um if people were wanting to connect with you either to shop from your website or to look at your um inspirations online how can they find you how can they connect with you they can currently find me on social media. I have Facebook and Instagram, and we're currently working on building my website. So once that is up, I will definitely be blasting that on my Facebook and Instagram. But they can find me at k.hcouture, and that's for my Facebook and my Instagram name. Wonderful. Kristen, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I hope people learn more about the fashion industry after a little chat. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this interview and want to find out more about Kristen's designs, visit the link in the show notes. Popner Lounge is produced by Steph Pham and V Co. Graphic design is by V Co. And the show is edited and hosted by Steph Pham. If you like this episode, please make sure you visit our website, popnerlounge.com. On our website, you'll be able to listen to all of our episodes, subscribe to get notified of our latest releases, and contact us if you have any show suggestions or any guest ideas you'd like to have on the show. Be sure to also follow us on our Instagram page, at popnerlounge. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you tune in next time to nerd out on more pop culture. For Popner Lounge, I'm Steph Pham.